Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are, for what all that you have done for us, Lord. Lord, eternity is not enough to describe the depth of your love, the greatness of your sacrifice. Father, we thank you. We want to invite the Holy Spirit here. Lord, that humbly submit myself, Lord, so that what you want, Lord, let me deliver that, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All of us are blessed because of somebody else. How many of you are blessed because of somebody else? The service is happening because somebody has... No, a lot of people have decided to come and bless us. Amen. All of us are sitting here because somebody 2,000 years ago died for us. Without him, none of us would have been here. Amen. We are blessed because one person died for us. Somebody decided to step in and change the course of our lives. That when we heard the gospel, we turned our hearts to repent. Amen. We are here because of somebody's faith. Somebody was patient with us. Amen. Somebody put in a step for us. We are here because somebody invited us to church, all newcomers. Somebody invited you, you, you here. Amen. All of us have a story. Without others, without the Lord, we wouldn't have been here. The glorious church has a story where Jesus paid a price. In a, this story of Jesus, it's because he paid a price of pain, of going through rejection of being betrayed, of seeing his dear disciples run away. Amen? The person that shared the gospel with you for the first time might have wondered, what if you had rejected, but still went ahead and shared the gospel? They still invited you to church. They did not know that if you would reject, when they asked, hey, can I pray for you? They went through a thought of not knowing what you would do, how you would respond, but still... They took the courage to get up, to say, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, can I, can I share the love of God with you? Right? So that's why we are here. We are have a story of somebody came to us. Everybody wants to go to the next level. All of us want to go to the next level, right? Everybody wants a higher quality of living. Everybody wants that promotion. Everybody wants a good physique. They want a promotion. They want a salary hike. People are ambitious. If you are a businessman, you would want more business. If you are a teacher, you want all of your students to succeed. If you are a project manager, you want to take more complicated projects. If you are a preacher, you want more people to listen to you. Right? So all of us like the glory. The question is, what is my story? What is your story? That depends upon, that will determine whether uh, you would have greater glory. All the men and women of God in the Bible has a story. Yes, God lifted them up. Each one's story is different. But the outcome is the same where God lifted them up. Amen. So story is different, but the outcome is the same. You and I, we have a story. 1 Kings chapter 6 verse 7. goes like this. And the temple, talks about the temple of Solomon, when it was being built, was built with stone finished at the quarry, so that no hammer or chisel or an any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. Stones in Solomon's temple was built in the quarry. 
not at the site where the temple was built. The thing is, nobody knows where the quarry is. For those who have built your own houses, do you know which quarry the bricks that you used came from? I don't think anybody knows that. At the temple, everybody sees the finished product. Okay? So they were so beautiful, well-built, well-shaped stones that came to the side of the temple. So no hammer or iron tool was heard at the side of the temple. What does that mean? The shaping and the molding of those stones happened at a quarry. The glorious stones in God's temple has a story where it was molded, it was shaped at a secret place. Amen? If the secret place is a place where the hammer or chisel or some iron tool is used to shape it. It is sometimes a bit painful, that secret place, because that is the place where God molds us. He doesn't mold us in front of us, in, front, in, the, in, in the public. Amen? So, uh, your story depends on that secret place. Because when it comes to being built in the temple of the Lord, Amen, there is going to be glory in God's temple. Anybody have a doubt of that? that? There is no need to have a doubt because in God's temple there is going to be glory. The question is, are we going to come with a finished product? Are we that finished stone? Amen? So your story depends on your secret place. What are you doing behind the scenes? A man is rewarded in public for what he does in private. Amen? It's a bit painful sometimes. But it's also a time where, you know, that secret place where we just enjoy the presence of God, where we listen to Him and where He builds us up and He says, that is wrong, my son. That's how He builds us. He sends His word to correct us. He sends His Word to reveal a nature about us. Amen? And I want to encourage, the stone is finished already in the quarry and then comes there. And I want to encourage all of us. Hallelujah. God wants us to be a finished stone so that He could use us to build His temple. Amen? So there is, if you have no story, I want to tell you there is no glory. Amen? No story, then no glory. So let's read from Genesis chapter 32, verse 22 to 28. And he arose that night, talks about Jacob, and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his two eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabok. He took them, sent them over to the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. Alright, he was all alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that what he did not, uh, that he did not prevail against him, he judged the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of the joint as he wrestled with him, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob, uh, you know, had a story of wrestling with God till dawn. Amen. His glory was that his name was changed from a Jacob to an Israel. Hallelujah. Jacob was all alone when it all started, but in the end he became a nation. His glory was his change from being a cheat, from being all alone to be a great nation. Enoch had a story of 
walking with God. And his glory was, he was taken away. He was not seen, God took him away. Abraham had a story of leaving everything. But his glory, his God-given glory was that he became the father of many nations. He became absolutely, no, God just told him to leave everything. Leave everything. But God gave him the right to be the father of many nations. Moses had a story of being the humblest man on earth. When God took him into a place where he was mighty in speech. Joseph had a story of being betrayed by his brothers. But God took him in a place where he ended up being the second in the kingdom of Egypt. Hallelujah. Job had a story of a man who shunned all evil. The Bible says he shunned all evil. In the end he was tremendously blessed by God. Rahab had a story of being a prostitute. But her glory was when others perished in the wilderness. Others perished in the wilderness. A, a generation went away in the wilderness, but she entered the promised land. David had a story of worshipping God when he was all alone, when he was a shepherd boy. But his glory was he defeated Goliath when nobody was there. Amen. He inherited a kingdom. Amen. Daniel had a story of refusing to be defiled. Refusing to say to no to certain foods. I don't know how it was possible, but he did that. Amen. But God took him a place where he became governor of the land. Nehemiah had a story of carrying a burden. And in the end, he built a wall of Jerusalem in 52 days. Jesus had a story in the garden of Gethsemane. And he said, Lord, if it is possible, let this cup move away from me. But let, nevertheless, let not my will, let your will be done. In the end, amen, he became the king of kings and the lord of lords. He was resurrected from the dead. Paul had a story of being in shipwrecks. Beaten. Left to die. His glory was he stood before Caesar. Amen. You can write your story. Let me tell you, God will write your glory. Amen. When you write, when you partner with the Holy Spirit, many think about, oh, it's a finished work of the cross. I want to tell to you, Jesus finished His work, but the Holy Spirit is not done with us. The Holy Spirit work still remains. Amen. We've got to partner with the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a God-given glory. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. For it was fitting for Him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. You know, God had a story, where he had, a, he had one son, he had one begotten son of glory. But God saw that it was fitting for him to give that son as a sacrifice for it. I don't know really how it is possible for God. And it's not possible for a, Father like me, you know, when my children has a little degree of temperature higher to watch that. And God saw, when He saw His only begotten Son on the cross, He did not do anything. Or rather, He chose not to do anything for you and for me. And it was fitting to bring many sons. Amen. God is not just happy with one son. God wants many sons. Can you say many sons? Many daughters. God saw it fitting. Amen. 
So there is a God-given glory. God wants many sons to come to glory. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. What is the purpose of this God-given glory? Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to whom him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works in us. God wants us to display His glory. Amen? I was just thinking many times, you know, when the earth messed up, God could have just shut, you know, just like how we shut down our system, God could have just pressed a button, shut down the earth and the universe. God could have done it. But God wanted to display His glory through us. Amen? Not our glory, but His glory through us. So that's the God-given glory. Amen? So what can shape our story so that we can have this God, or we can flow in this God-given glory? What can shape our story? Okay, so you can have a good story and you can also have a bad story. So what can shape our story, so that we can see the glory that God wants us to be. One, first one is, I want to ask today the church today, where is your secret place? Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 says like this, But you, when you pray, go into your room, when you shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. The Bible says that God is in the secret place. Just like that stones that were being built in the quarry, God is in the secret place. When you go into your secret place, amen, nobody sees you. Nobody may see you. When, you. when you will come out, amen, like that finished stone that was built in the temple. We seek God in our private time. And I will tell you, the Bible says, your father who sees in secret will reward you publicly. The reward is out Reward you openly. The reward is out in public. Amen. So many of us, when you have our children, when they are, you know, when they are uh, honored in the school or when they are given a gift or a reward, and there is a YouTube link, we would want to send it to family, we would want to send it to friends, we want to send it to the church, we want everyone to watch it. Why? Because the reward is in public. But when we discipline them, we don't send a video of it to our friends, do we? No. The same way, amen. We see God in the secret place. The reward. Amen. Hallelujah. What a good God. The reward is out in public. Amen. So you want to, this is not just in the case of seeking God. Whatever area that you need to change. Amen. You need to go to the secret place. If you're overweight. Amen. Go hide yourself from junk food. Take off that apps that are there in your phone that you can order with one tap. Uh, hit the workout. Go to a place. Where you hide from junk food. Amen. Um, you want to improve your studies? Go hide somewhere. No, I'm not saying go, don't do anything. Burn midnight oil. Get up from your bed. Get to work. Amen. And when you hit the marks and when you see the marks, there is a joy. Amen. And you can tell a story of how you worked hard. Okay. That for the joy, for working hard, can you get up from that bed? When your grades are announced, amen, it's out in the public. I remember, I remember a few, a few years ago, I was taking a certification. I was so overconfident that I failed in the first exam by five marks. Then I thought, okay, Lord, I humble myself. I need to unlearn what I learned. And I went and I failed by three marks. Okay, there was some improvement. 
the third time I was like, okay, I lost money. Okay, the cost was too much. I decided I'm going to work hard. And I worked hard. I, could, I, I, I worked hard and hard and hard and I decided to uh, get some uh, papers by somebody, you know, by uh, subscribing somewhere and studying and studying and finally I passed. I was so joyful. You know, when the exam comes in that center itself, they, you know, there's a, there's a, you have to wait for that result to come. It'll go in circles. You see that processing sign, right? So it was, for me, it was taking a lot of time and I was thinking, God, am I, is it going to show you, am I failed again? But then it showed, I passed. I was just so happy and, you know, finally I crossed that hurdle. Amen. The reward is in public. Can you, can you be in your secret place? Amen. When you don't have that faith. When you don't have that faith. When you think that the promise of God is taking a longer time. Can you hit your secret place? Can you hit your secret place? Amen. Don't need to hit the panic button. Make it the habit of being in the secret place. So now that you have been in the secret place, what next? I want to use... Uh, as you... As you hang around in your secret place, God is going to put some burdens in you. Nehemiah 2 verse 1 to 4. Amen. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, it came to pass in this month of... Okay, Nehemiah 1, sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, and Hanani, one of my brethren, came from men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem, and they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words, then I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Amen. Nehemiah, when he heard the words, Amen, he sat down, he wept, he mourned for many days, he fasted before the Lord of heaven. No angelic visitation, no prophetic declaration. He was, he was not a prophet, he was not a priest. Amen. He was not a king. Amen. All he had was a burden. When you are in your secret place, you will have burdens from the Lord. Amen. Don't neglect that burden. Don't say that, oh, I, I'm not sure if it's from God. What if it is from God? Amen. Show me your brokenness and I'll tell you what is in store for you. After you have hid yourself in the secret place, the Lord will help you. The Lord will start to reveal His burdens. Amen to you. Pay attention to your burdens. What is God trying to minister to you? What is God trying to minister to you? Do you know that Nehemiah, he eventually built the wall in 52 days? I'm not sure if it's possible in today's age, even when technologically we are more advanced. He was not a pastor. He was not a prophet. In today's terms, he was just a king's cupbearer. In today's terms, he was just doing government job. Amen? You can do your government job, you can do your private job, and still have God's burdens. Amen? Hallelujah. I remember in April 2020, when the, uh, when the uh, COVID was rampaging our nation now across the lands, I decided to take some time to pray and fast before the Lord. And as I was fasting two or three days, I heard a different kind of sound, different kind of voice, where it was telling me to come full time. 
And I was thinking, I was beginning to think logically, Lord, nobody is able to get out of their houses. What is the point from me coming full time? When I said, I called up Pastor Juju, after speaking with Pastor Juju, I know that my job was gone. Pay attention to your burdens. Don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. Amen. Many of us think that our burdens are our burdens are just from our flesh. Ask the Holy Spirit. Third is that as you have burdens, I want to encourage you to be willing to take risks. Amen. Nehemiah chapter two, verse one to six. I'll just read from verse 2. There the king said to me, Why is your face sad since you are not sick? There is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid. You know, the others will recognize your burdens. Your boss will start to recognize your burdens. Amen? And verse 3 says, And said, the king, said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies waste and his gates are burned with fire? Oh, hallelujah. Then the king said to me, what do, you, what do you request? Amen. The burden that Nehemiah had, I just want to pause there. The burden that Nehemiah had was beginning to show in his face, face. A sad face before the king could have your head cut off. He took a risk by sharing his burden. So the king asked, what do you request? So, in between he said, verse 5, Verse 4, it says, so I pray to the God of heaven. I don't know what kind of prayer in a split second he might have said, God, take care of me, I'm going to say this burden. Protect me, Lord, I don't know what he said. But in a split second he prayed. Then he said, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tomb, so I may rebuild it. Then the king said to me, the queen along sitting with him, how long will your journey be and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me and I set a time. I want to tell you the request. Please the king. Nehemiah put his life on the line. Amen. But God knows how to take care of his burdens. Amen. God knows how to stir the heart of the king. That it will please him. Amen. So put a step. There is an expiry date to every burden. If you don't react to that burden, if you don't respond to that burden, God can transfer your burden to somebody else. There is an expiry date. Okay, there is an expiry date to every burden that God is giving to you, every idea that God is giving to you. Don't just neglect it. So as you are willing to take risks, I want to encourage you to ask God, God, who am I actually following? I'm not telling which church that you are going, but who am I, God, and I'm actually, who am I following? Am I following you, God, or am I following my own desires and passions? Two jobless fellows, two lazy jobless fellows were sitting on a park bench. They met at a park, and they said, what are you here for? In Malayalam, they said, Okay, they're sitting on a park bench. The first guy said, the reason I am here is because I refuse to listen to anyone. I am here because I refuse to listen to anyone. That's why I am here, I am lazy and I am jobless. The second guy responded, 
saying, the reason I am here is because I listen to everyone. I want to ask you today. Now, both listening to everyone and not listening to anyone is not helpful. I want to ask you today, who are you listening to? Who are you following? Peter, Jesus said to Peter, follow me. You must be selective in whom you are choosing to follow. Last week we heard from Pastor Lena that Jesus came to give life and life in the fullest. Jesus came to give life to, 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 for us so that we can enjoy life. Enjoy the God-given life. Huh? He came to give us an abundant life and life in the fullest. Amen. Nothing was held back for us. But for that we needed to follow the Lord. We need to be content with what He is telling us. Amen. Hallelujah. So once you follow the Lord, Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord will start to guide you and lead you. Amen. But there is a small twist. Amen. There is going to be pain also along the way. Can you embrace the law of pain? I mean, there is good pain and there is bad pain. Okay? What is good pain? There is sometimes you have to push yourself. Lord, I want to take my quiet time. I want to, t- I want to, I want to pray. Amen. So initially, maybe when you get up in the morning, you would still want to continue in the bed. But you push yourself because you want to spend time with the Lord. That's good. You know, there is a good pain. There is a good pain of where we say no to some pains. But there is a bad pain. If you don't do that, amen, down the line you're going to fall down. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, can you embrace the law of pain? Somebody said like this, God's gift to us is our potential. Our potential. All of us sitting here has potential. Can you say, I have potential? And our gift to God is developing this potential. For that, God has given us the Holy Spirit. To partner with us. Amen. Amen. So, everyone has potential. If you think that you don't have potential, I want to tell you that's the lie of the enemy. That's the lie of a big lie of the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Romans 5 verse 3 to 4 says like this. Not only that, we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. There is glory in our tribulations. We need to embrace our tribulations. It is for this God-given glory. I remember the toughest times that I went through in life. I want to tell you, today when I look back, look, today when I look back in certain areas where I am ministering, it is because that I went through that tough phase. Hallelujah. We need to embrace our tribulations. We need to, I, I know it will be painful, but we need to take, the, take it to the Lord in pain. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the walk, it's, you know, the Bible says it's a narrow door. Those who have come to our funeral, you know, our uh, burial place will know what, what it means to a narrow It's a very, it's a narrow door. You've got to walk carefully. It's not going to be easy. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that God has given us the Holy Spirit. Am I willing? The second thing is that in this walk, amen, hallelujah, in our story of us, 
the story in our story, the one question that we will always have is, am I willing to give up something to go up? Am I willing to give up something to go up? Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 24. Then he said to them all, okay, said to them all, which means that all of us are also included. Amen. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Amen. Your story can be shaped based on your desire to give up. Your surrender and your sacrifice is very crucial in your story. Jesus had to come down from heaven. He had to say no to a legion of angels that was waiting at his disposal. Why? Hallelujah. For you and for me. Hallelujah. Can we sometimes, we need to give up our entitlements. We need to sometimes to give up, amen, hallelujah. Some of our, you know, we, I know that all of us desire to sleep. Maybe the Lord might ask us to get up and pray. We can let go of some sweet sleep. Amen. The Lord, maybe you have one weekend or two weekends. I don't know, sometimes some countries have three weekends. Maybe the Lord wants you to give up a particular day so that you can go and bless somebody. Am I willing to give up? Am I willing to give up, to go up? Amen. Hallelujah. The next thing is, point number seven is, what do you think? That thinking really matters. Amen. Isaiah 55 verse says, 8 to 9, it says that, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than yours. You know, it's, the Bible says that God's thoughts is higher than our thoughts. I want to tell you, in your thought life, don't limit God. Don't limit what the Lord can do. We always try to put God in a box. Amen. We need to replace our thoughts with God's thoughts. Amen. Our thoughts are not the highest thoughts. God's thoughts are the highest thoughts. Amen. Read the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will understand when you begin to meditate on the word of God, you will understand whether this thought is godly or not. Hallelujah. Your thoughts will shape, in, will, sh- will shape your actions. And your actions will shape your character. And the story that you write for your next generation can be your character. Amen. See, the Bible that we read is about the story of countless men and women, amen, that we read, who stood for God. Amen. And that's what the Bible was all, we are reading, we are reading the story, the real life story that what has happened. I want to encourage you to add to that story. To add to that story. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, good thoughts bear good fruit. So, there is no confusion now. You want good fruit? You need to have good thoughts. The Bible says, bad thoughts bear bad fruits. For a, Luke 66, chapter 6, verse 43 to 45 for a good tree does not bear bad fruit. Very clear. No confusion. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit. 
For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather graves from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. So a good man out of the good treasure. What is good, good treasure? Amen. The good treasure is God's word hidden in our heart. That's the only thing. Because there is nothing good in us. You got to store that good treasure in you so that it will come out as a good fruit. An evil man out of the evil treasure out of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Mouth speaks. What is the evil treasure? Anything of the world. Anything of the world is an evil treasure. But if you put that God treasure, which is God's word, the Holy Spirit in you, it has to bear fruit. There is no other you know, ifs and buts to it. If God's word is stored in you, the Holy Spirit in you, it has to bear fruit. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Point number eight is not very popular. I want to encourage the church today. Hallelujah. To have a wonderful, to write our own story, we need to work hard. Second Timothy 2 verse 6. The hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops. We are living in a culture that does not want to work hard. We want, we want shortcuts. Amen. We want, you know, uh, we want the uh, uh, food stamps from the government and whatever that we can so that we can freebies and everything. So that we can just simply sit at home. Not that it is bad or wrong. If you, if you would work hard, you will have your share of crops. There is no shortcut for success. They say the road to glory is an uphill road. And the road to fall is a downhill road. I'm not asking you to be a workaholic. Amen. Can you work hard? And now work hard is not... When we say work, it's, we usually associate it with our office. Working is, work is working in our office, working in our homes, working on our parenting, working on our, uh, you know, in our marriage... Man, working in our marriage, can you work hard? Can you work on it? Can you work on your salvation? Amen. Amen. Can you ask God, God, I know that this area is an area of weakness. Those who have gone to the gym and when you go to the instructor, the first thing that they do is they assess your body and they say that this is your weakness. Huh? This is your weakness. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you what is your weakness. Amen. So when you work on your weakness, amen, hallelujah, that's working on your salvation. When you ask God, God, I have, I have filthy language coming out of my mouth. God, can you help me, Lord? God, when, I get, when that comes, Lord, I want to pray that I would be able to close my mouth. I would be able to go away from that company. I don't want to hang around there. I just want to leave that place, Lord. Or when you are, uh, you know, when you feel uh, covetous, you want another man's job, can you tell yourself, Lord, I know that my heart, you, you, need, you need to be courageous to accept it. That's point number one. You need to be courageous to accept that if you are covetous, Lord, I'm, I have that problem in me, Lord. Lord, I want to pray, Father, that I would be content in what you have given to me. I want to be honest and faithful in what you have given to me. That's working out our salvation, Amen. Amen. And you will bear your crops. Whether it's in your workplace or whatever. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I just sense the Lord Holy Spirit says that I just want to encourage the church to be a hard-working church. Now, I'm not saying that we slog it, slog it out. But it's work, smart work. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord wants us to work hard, to work smart. Amen. Father, I want to pray, Lord, that you would help us as a church to work hard. Amen. To work smart. Amen. Hallelujah. So that, Lord, as a business community, Lord, that we will be uh, fruitful and faithful in the land, Lord. As a teacher community, we will be fruitful and faithful in the land, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, as, as uh, whatever our hands are into, Lord, whether it is baking or whether we are a doctor, I want to pray, Father, we will work hard. Hallelujah. We will work smart. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Help us to, Lord, hallelujah. Help us to know, to, 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 to say no when we need to say no, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, I want to pray that we would work hard in serving one another. We would work hard in serving one another. Because, Lord, we know our time is short. Amen. Our time is short, Lord. Amen. There is a story, Lord, just like the song that we heard today. Amen. When we go into the land of glory, Amen. We would have a story to say then. Hallelujah. Point number nine. I want to ask you, as you go to one level of glory to another level of glory, very important to have a have the right posture. Amen. There should not be a place of arrogance in your life. Amen. Lucifer he thought after some time he thought all worship needs to be to me we need to have a posture of humility amen hallelujah the bible talks in the book of James there are people who humbly receive the word to receive the word we need to have a humility bible says that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble amen your promotion is based on your humility. The Lord is not going to promote somebody who is proud and arrogant and thinks that, God, I did all these things. Amen. I'm going to tell you, hallelujah, everything that we have. I want to, use, I want to ask, the, ask the church to take a time. Everything that you have, everything, which means that your body, your family, your clothes, your wealth, your jobs, everything is from the Lord. I want to challenge you to find something that has come because of that you are good in it. If you think so, I want to tell you that's a lie of the enemy. Everything that you have in your life is from the Lord. So humble down, amen. Humble down, Lord. Lord, we want to humble down before you. If ever we have thought that we have come so far because of our goodness or our work, humble down Lord, you want to humble down and to say God, you want to repent Lord even till what we have this, this campus Lord, this place Lord, you want to thank you Father for you have provided Hallelujah the last point, but last but not the least is not to look back don't look back because you could be distracted you could drift away Luke chapter 9 verse 62 Jesus said, no one, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Lord's wife made the mistake of looking back. 
Don't look back. Amen. If you are stuck somewhere, ask for help. If you are stuck somewhere, ask for help. But don't look back. Amen. The Bible says we are not fit for the kingdom of God. If you are stuck somewhere, I would encourage you. If you think that you are stuck somewhere, there will be prayer lines after this. Message after the service. Come, ask for prayer. The Lord can help you to move from the place where you are stuck. I'm not asking, is there anybody here who has not received Jesus into your life? And you want to receive Jesus? Let all eyes be closed. Oh, every eyes be closed. If you want to receive Jesus into your life, I want to encourage you, Jesus, you just raise your hand up. We can pray for you. Amen. If you're not yet even in your life, or if you have backslided and you think that, Lord, I have gone away from your presence, just raise your hands up. We're going to pray for you. Please don't look around. Just, and if you, are, if you are already in that place, you can renew your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you, sister. Hallelujah. Amen. Let the Lord touch you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, shape your, our stories, Lord. If you think that your story has gone out of place, I need to just raise your hand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, Father, rectify our stories, Lord. Where we have gone wrong, Lord. I want to pray, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Hallelujah. We're going to pray, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, Father, we have messed up, Lord, sometimes. But Lord, you're the God of resurrection. You can bring it back. Lord, hallelujah. Lord, there is an assurance that the Lord can bring it back. Whatever mess that you are in, hallelujah, the Lord can bring it back. Amen. He can do all things for good. No matter what is your mess. Amen. The Lord can remove the mess and give you a new story. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are a God of glory. And you saw it was fitting for many sons to glory. We want to thank you, Jesus, for responding to your Father. We want to thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being so patient with us, for being so kind and gentle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.